Hey everybody, welcome to North Shore Moonflower. My name is Kim, and on today's episode of Small Business Mention, I wanted to talk to you about a locally female-owned shop called Evermore Inc., located at 5 William Avenue in East Islip. Evermore Inc. is a shop run by owner-artist Vicky. Vicky's been an artist for over 25 years, and in December, her shop will be open for seven years. You guys, go check them out on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, Evermore Inc. and why they offer special effects makeup, henna, permanent cosmetic tattoos, life castings, piercings, and of course, some tattoos. They are a clean, healthy shop, so please have no fear there. They follow all CDC guidelines when it comes to COVID practice. Um, recently I could tell you that we went there and my daughter wanted henna tattoos for her 21st birthday. So we both got the henna tattoos. Um, they were awesome. We just kind of told Vicky, Hey, this is what we wanted. She got everything set up and they came out amazing. Um, they, it lasted for, I think about three weeks. Um, but it was really cool. So if you guys are looking for some cool stuff, just head on over to Evermore Inc. Um, phone number is 631-835-3782. Give them a call, make an appointment, get some really cool ink, or maybe just a piercing, or whatever you need, I can assure you they can accommodate you. So head on over, check them out. Let me know what you guys think. Um, also, please give them a like and a share on social media. You know, support her that way as well. Vicky's a great person, and she's really talented, you guys. So head on over, check them out. Let me know what you think, and tell Vicky that Kim from North Shore Moonflower sent you. All right, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in today, and stay tuned for the next segment of this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nashar Moonflower. This is Kim. Thank you for joining me today. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about um, pests and fungus in the garden. Um, something that most of everybody who is growing a vegetable garden or even flowers is experiencing right now. So we're going to talk about some problems that I've had in my garden personally and what I've done to try to remedy it. Um, everybody has different situations, different soil. So just do your own research and find what's working best for you in your area with your environment. These are just some things that I've done uh, naturally that has helped my garden. But before we get into that, let's, um, let's talk about the garden. What's going on? Um, it's a food jungle. And I am so excited. We have already um, picked and brought in and eaten some things from the garden. Um, my cherry tomatoes are ripening every day. And there is a buttload of cherry tomatoes. I have, I think, 12, 12 cherry tomato plants and two um, of the yellow pear tomatoes, which are um, Russell's favorite. And, um, my other tomato plants are, wow. I just have so many tomatoes growing. It's incredible. The two tomatoes that I have that are the yellow tomatoes 
and I don't really remember the proper name for them right now. I'd have to look it up. But the two yellow slices have a lot of tomatoes on them. They're just not ripe yet. And then the other ones, the early girls, um, have tons of tomatoes and they're getting bigger every single day. The cucumbers, I have harvested, oh, let me see. Got gotta be like 12 cucumbers already. Um, we've made pickles, we've just cut them up and had them as a side dish for dinner, just like that with a little bit of salt and pepper on them. Um, Russ likes to pick it off the vine and eat it just like that, just like a piece of fruit that it is, you know? Um, so we've benefited from the cucumber plants and there are a lot more on there that are ready to be picked pretty soon. Um, I've gotten green beans. Uh, what else? Blueberries, which I feed to my rabbit every morning in his little food bowl. He gets his rabbit food, um, which is an organic blend of food, and it has um, sunflower seeds in them, which he loves. Um, so I add into that blueberries, banana, and he gets a dried organic mango, nothing added to it, no sugar added or anything. And that's his little breakfast in the morning with some kale, and he has his orchard hay, and he's good to go. Um, so I use the blueberries for that. Also, Jameson, my little puppy, he likes whatever his little brother gets. So he gets some banana and blueberry in the morning as well. Um, and then what else did we get? Oh, the herbs. I've used the basil. I've used the oregano, um, the nasturtium. So we've used some of the herbs already. And the... What else do I have out there? The corn is so tall. Well, some of it. The, um, I believe it's the strawberry popcorn corn that I have. That's getting really tall. And um, the other one, the golden bantam corn is pretty tall. I mean, I'm not tall. So anything over like, you know, five foot five is pretty tall to me. Um, but it's getting there, so. I'm excited about that. I actually might have corn this year. And um, the pumpkins, well, wow, let me just tell you, they are beautiful, first of all. They're so big and full, the vines. And I'm just kind of trying to manipulate where the vines go. And they seem to be cooperating with me so far. Um, but they have rooted, and there's just so many flowers, which I'm hoping. Um, are going to attract the pollinators over there. And I really thought about this yesterday. I wanted to plant more flowers back by that patch to encourage the pollinators to go over there too. There's really nothing over there to entice them except for the pumpkin flowers. Um, and I've also tried to, you know, go out there and hand pollinate sometimes too, but I think that I'm gonna plant more flowers over there next season to encourage them to go over there. But the pumpkins are growing rapidly. Um, the vine is anyway. I don't have any actual pumpkins yet, but it's still early, so we'll see what happens. Um, so what did I do in the garden so far for the fall? I've planted seeds. That's what I did. Let me tell you what I planted. Um, I started seeds 
outside this year because the sun has been very hot and we're getting rain all the time. I kind of wanted to do an experiment to see if the seeds would, would germinate being outside instead of in a controlled area with um, artificial light and stuff like that. So we'll see. It's not the end of the world if they don't germinate. I'll just direct so and, you know, take it from there. But I've done broccoli, um, some cauliflower. I've done some savoy cabbage and mammoth red rock cabbage. So far I did three each of the cabbages and four each of the broccoli and cauliflower. Um, that should give us a nice little harvest that we can preserve over the winter, you know, to kind of keep us eating fresh food. Um, I'm also planning on planting the kale soon. Um, that's going out probably the second week of August. I'll start that. And then um, all the other seeds to follow, which I have a podcast that I talk about what I'm going to plant for the fall. So go check that one out. Um, so getting to today's topic a little bit, you know, leading into today's topic, I guess you could say, um, I recently started using an organic fish fertilizer, um, that what I do is I just, I don't measure you guys. I, so I can't tell you the measurements. I don't know. I just eyeball it and whatever looks good. That's what I do. Sue me. Um, so I put the fish fertilizer in my garden sprayer, you know, with water. And I just went and I went crazy spraying the garden with the fish fertilizer. Um, I did some research on it and I looked it up and to me, I try to steer away from chemicals as much as possible. I don't want them in my garden. So the fish fertilizer was a safe, very good alternative to chemicals. It is packed with nutrients. So I sprayed everything. I sprayed the main garden, the squash garden, the corn, the pumpkins. I even put some on the flowers. By the way, my sunflowers are huge. The one that's in the middle of my main garden has got to be over six feet tall already. I'm so excited. The other ones um, are catching up. I don't know why they're not growing as fast, but whatever. I'm not going to rush them because they're beautiful. Um, so I sprayed everything and um, I'm going to keep doing it maybe once every two weeks. I don't know. I'm going to see how it goes. But so far, it's been, you know, doing very well. Um, except for a few things that we've been having problems with. And the first one is with my squash plants. I've been noticing that white powdery mildew on the leaves. So I did some research and found out that it was, it's a fungus that it infects plants such as, you know, um, musk melons and squash, cucumbers, gourds, watermelon, and pumpkins, which I've also started noticing some on my pumpkins as well. So in some cases, it, it can be pretty bad. It can like lead to the premature death of the leaves of the plants, and then you're not going to get as much fruit from that plant as you would have. So some things that you can do to cure that would be um, simple things. You know, you don't need to go and buy big fancy chemicals or anything like that. Just take some baking soda with some liquid soap and water and you can spray them that way. 
or you can, um, um, you want to do it about um, every every two weeks. You want to spray it so that uh, it keeps fighting that fungus and the mildew doesn't accumulate on your plants again. Or you can use an apple cider vinegar and water. Or what I did was use the milk and water. So it's one part milk to two parts water. Put it in your garden sprayer and just spray the leaves. Make sure you get the undersides of your leaves as well. Um, you can use... Um, pretty much any kind of milk, but it needs to be dairy. So um, dairy substitutes are not going to work for this. So skim milk, 1%, 2%, whole milk, that'll work. Um, and you also want to go in and prune. Prune your plants. Cut those leaves off and get rid of them. If they're turning yellow, if they're brown, if they have spots on them, cut them. Get rid of them. Get rid of the fungus on that leaf. Get it away from the rest of your plant. Encourage more healthy growth of that plant. Um, you know, and after you cut and you spray, maybe that would be a good time to go ahead and put the fertilizer down, whatever fertilizer you're using to kind of encourage the growth and help it out a little bit. But the biggest pain in my ass in my garden has proven to be squash lady beetles. I hate those little things. Um, they, they're they not the cute little ladybugs that everybody, you know, likes to make garden signs out of and that, you know, you intentionally put into your garden to get rid of aphids and that it's not the same beetle. These are invasive little pests that will lace up an entire plant in less than a day. I have found them on my zucchini my cucumbers, my eggplant, and my pumpkins. So I use neem oil. I just buy an organic neem oil from Tractor Supply. Um, you know, read the bottle instructions. You mix it with water in a garden sprayer and you spray it. But it's best to do that at night. So spray your plants at night. Let it sit overnight. So this way you're less of a chance of you spraying any pollinators that are working your garden during the day. You don't want to spray those bugs. Um, so when they go to bed, you spray, let it sit overnight, let it work its magic. And then in the morning when the pollinators come, it would be safe for them to go to those plants again. Um, but I also used diatomaceous earth, um, you know, just dust your plants with the diatomaceous earth. And what that does is it breaks down the shell of the beetle. So if they happen to slip through and make it through the neem oil, the diatomaceous earth will attach itself to the shell of the beetle and break it down and then, you know, get rid of the pest that way. Um, but the other thing that's, you know, it's not going to cost you any money at all is go out there and pick them with your fingers. And usually what I do, if I see them, I'll kind of flick them with my finger off of the plant. Um, but they're tricky and they lay on the ground and they play dead, but they're not dead. So they kind of bury themselves into the soil until they think it's safe to come out. And then they reattach themselves to the leaves again. So you want to make sure if you're going to do it that way with picking them, pick them and finish the deed. You know what I mean? Make sure it's taken care of because they will be back. Um, but that's just something that, you know, you're going to have to deal with if you have any intentions of having a garden in the summer. You're going to deal with fungus. 
because of the warmth and because of the rain that you get or the way that you water. Um, and you're going to deal with pests. It's going to happen. There's not going to be a garden where you're never going to have a bug. I'm sorry, but it just, it doesn't exist. Um, so also you want to make sure killing those, they leave behind eggs. So check the underside of your leaves of your plants. They kind of look like yellow dots. And you could take um, what I use as an old debit card, just a hard plastic or whatever. Just take it, scrape the eggs off and get rid of them somewhere. Um, you want to make sure that you're, you're not encouraging them to keep coming back. So just check your plants thoroughly, you know, while you're out there, either harvesting or pruning. Just look around and see what you can find and then do your research because, like I said, everybody's garden is different and you want to make sure that you're doing what's right for you. So do your research on that, figure it out, get rid of those pests, and then have a very fruitful garden and uh, prepare for fall planting because that's a much better garden, in my opinion, because you don't deal with as much disease and pests. So... It's a nicer, more relaxed gardening experience, and it's not really hot, so it's more of a pleasure to be out there than a chore. Um, so that's that's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in, and um, as I talked about in the beginning of this podcast, please check out Evermore Inc. in East Islip with Vicki. Um, go get yourself some ink or get a piercing, hook it up. And uh, until the next time, guys, I'd like to say thank you for joining me on this journey. And please remember, be kind.